0: Welcome to Living with Jonathan and
1: Katie.
0: I'm Katie French and this mic is trying to silence
1: me. I'm Jonathan serrath and I just stabbed a pillow to death.
0: What did she do to
1: you? He <laughs> slapped me and therefore I <laughs> terminated him.
0: <laughs> was it a, a feather pillow?
1: It was a feather pillow. Yeah, all, all aggressive pillars are men. <laughs> Anyways guys, today our... It it is women's what is it, women's history month, women's it's like it's bitch month. month. <laughs> it's bitch month. Guys, it's slut month. And- yeah, it's
0: national international slut month. Um yeah. and today we wanna you know, we wanna like be more positive and just bring more um, you know, feminine energy into the world. So today we're talking about all the women we love
1: Yeah We just love women I mean first of all And I've said this before On other podcasts If it was not for women Gay men would not work As much as they do In Hollywood And they already Don't work that much But you would see You would not see Any gay men On any popular media media If it was not for women Casting them Women producing stuff Women giving them Writing jobs Women letting them uh, Feature for them When they headline Like women give gay men jobs You know what I mean Yeah Won't And if it say? wasn't
0: For gay men in Hollywood All working women Would look ugly
1: That is true <laughs> That is Gay men are Do kind of we are like um like queens of the behind the scenes yeah you know
0: however um with the exception of the time that i let you do my makeup and it was a hate crime which (laughs) showed me how much you really truly do hate women um some maybe (laughs) honestly i would not if i wouldn't care if like a sex tape came out or if like an early stand-up like an embarrassing or like even controversial stand-up clip came out yeah the photo you took of me when you did my makeup is the most horrifying thing that's ever happened to me. Did
1: I delete it or is this still on my Instagram? No, it still
0: exists in a number of people's phones.
1: Wait, but is it on my public Instagram or did I delete it? No,
0: no, you... I don't know. Is no, it you the, didn't which, you didn't do a public. Time. Exactly. You've destroyed my face twice.
1: Here's the thing. It's because I was doing your face like you were a man who needed to get into drag, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't realize like you don't n- I don't need to cover up your eyebrows because your eyebrows are at the proportion that women's eyebrows are yes. at. Yes. I yeah. do have
0: a strong large jawline. That's true,
1: but I didn't do anything to your jawline. Exactly. What I did <laughs> is mostly to the eye. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I accentuated the jawline and then No,
0: I, as I tell people like I you guys won't see the photo but what he did to me was make me look like he contoured me to look like Michael Jackson, with my extra thin nose. This was you made not my me goal. pale, I'll and s- you made me look like you made me look like the love child of um Girl, Michael Jackson and Jigsaw from the Saw franchise, that d- demon doll.
1: Girl, I didn't make you look pale. <laughs> Jesus did that. Okay, <laughs> I just put on your natural skin color. It was everything. It was else. actually baby
0: powder. Yes, That's I how know. you set me my powder.
1: Um, no, okay. Here's the thing, but now I think I could do your makeup in like a real woman way because I'm now I'm doing my makeup in terms of natural mm-hmm. and I would not even try to dragify you. I would just try to basically copy what you do for your face basically and just like try to make you look like presentable to like go out for like on a fun night natural that's how you would make me look natural i would not try to block your brows or anything that i was doing anymore but also but that was was supposed to be about (laughs) us appreciating women
0: and i appreciate uh women
1: women are so good to gay men but guess what guess who's not good to gay men this woman this woman (laughs) yes because she criticizes a young makeup artist (laughs)
0: Just, just trying to make it just trying to make just fresh it fresh off the bus trying to make
1: it. yes i got off the bus here in new york city a young <laughs> prostitute looking for her dream makeup job that would
0: explain your aesthetic yes on yeah. my face um but let's talk about all the women we love and why we love them and there's so many we talked about this before that our friendship we there's many women that meant a lot to us number one lauren hill we have matching Lauren Lauren Hill shirts
1: absolutely we went
0: to her concert didn't we
1: five years ago oh my god we went in 2015 that is crazy it is absolutely crazy I had a buzz cut
0: that is insane
1: (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great. no but honestly Lauren Hill's concert was amazing and of course we always knew Lauren Hill was great but going to her concert at the Greek which by the way is the best place to see someone like Lauren Hill because Mm -hmm. there's no bad seat yeah we saw like she was she's not just an MC, she's not just a singer, she's like a consummate musician. Yeah. She like played Spanish flamenco guitar while rapping. Do you remember that? Yes,
0: and also my favorite part was that um and I know that she's like known for being a little bit of a diva or whatever. And yeah, some whatever. people are like, that's perception. But my favorite part was that when the girl, her backup singers were starting the harmony for do up that thing, yeah, she literally kept, she was like, um, like motioning them, like, give me more, give me more. Yeah. And then she literally, I think she's saying, and she goes, we're going to start over if you don't give it to me. Yeah, <laughs>
1: she, <laughs> No, I love that. It's fine. Like, Like, look, um, all these superstars are all a little mentally ill, every one of them, the men especially. So it's like... Whatever. Um, What was funny is when we saw her pointing the silhouettes and everyone running back and forth. Yeah. And wait, did you just say that?
0: No, that was her. um, No, but like the sound guys and stuff. She kept making them come out to like fix her monitors or
1: something. That was only at one point in the concert. But we could see the little little shadows scurrying, like uh, just hoping that she would not kill them. (laughs) It was hilarious. But then Nas came out. And then it was very funny because Nas was great. And then it was his birthday. And I guess like Lauren was just taking a break because she was up there for a long time. She did a lot of material and nas came out and uh he did some uh of his stuff but then um he kept joking like oh my god let me can i do and let let me do one more before lauren comes out (laughs) like it was all just like let's see how much we could do before lauren comes back um, but she was honestly wonderful. She sounded great. She rapped wonderfully. She played wonderfully. She wrote most of those songs. Like, come on. And she had this, like, black girl, uh, like a, a, a girl, come on stage and dance to one of the songs she was playing, just giving someone, like, a chance to shine. It was really cool. Yeah. Also, I heard Nikki Minaj on Rue's podcast. And definitely, like, I, I like Nikki, but I also really identified with her because she, like, just for most of the podcast, Katie, it just came out today, I think. Um, she talked about all the different red lobsters she worked at <laughs> and got fired from.
0: Oh, and I relatable like, content.
1: Yeah, so relatable. And I was like, of course she got fired because she's a superstar. And you know when people are just like natural stars, it's like they're meant to be bosses, they're not meant to be employees. <laughs> so they're just gonna get fired until this, they become a star, And is that you what know? you
0: say to every boss when they fire
1: you? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly. <significantly.
0: laughs> Look, some people are not meant
1: to be. Look, I'm meant to be a star. And one day I hope to hire you and then fire you. I do hope to one day get so successful I can hire my enemies only to fire them.
0: You're like, and I don't need you or any Cold Stone Creamery around here. (laughs) Exactly. Um, (laughs) Who else? Yeah, we love her. We love Amy We love Amy. And we got Nikki. We love Nikki. Yes, we do. Um... Who else? Who are you loving? What women are you loving right now?
1: Well, I do like the Dixie Chicks' new song. Yes, Dixie Chicks, so popular. and they're so good. Their voices are all so great, and they did a uh, that song "Gaslighter," which I think that's all we can sing.
0: Yeah, Um, (laughs) we're
1: cut off. And uh, but it's great because it's obviously meant for Trump. That's obviously what it's what it's meant for. But it it's wonderful because they. they really took, like, the biggest hit in terms of, like, just speaking their minds and then their are Getting career. canceled. Yeah.
0: They, I was thinking about them today. They got canceled for the
1: wrong reason. I know.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about them today, like, how insane that whole thing was, how hard that must have been, what a vicious, um, like... I'm sure it was really hard for Natalie because the sisters were like, why did you have to fucking say that and ruin our lives, you know? Right. And but they stood with her. They did because yeah. they kind of had no
1: choice, but, like... But I do think they probably were on the same pages or because how could you work together if they were no, like,
0: they, they were, it was just you know, like, but also nobody expected that level. And yeah. I still feel like I feel women in, in history who need justice, Dixie Chicks, Monica Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but also the Dixie Chicks, it actually helped them doing that because what it did is it actually narrowed down their fan base to people that they would want to be their fans. Because unfortunately in country music, it can be like, half good people and then half, like, fucking racists. Mm-hmm. So it, it like, narrowed down their fan base to people who were like, we love female and country music, um, but we also are not going to be, like, racist and anti-immigrant and pro-war and all that stuff. So now, because I just saw them play live on YouTube, and they're, like, huge stadium that they sold out. So that makes me happy because i
0: thought that there was a few years where they were like legit like screwed and probably they they also probably had one of those like you know like 90s contracts where like you sell your soul to the devil and you get nothing for it like so many artists like remember tlc was broke and like all these people salt and pepper yeah um
1: also another moving on to another uh female musician who i love who didn't really pop off but i think it's because of the evils of the music industry was do you remember amory no it's this one thing that got me tripping i was so into that in like 09, Oh yes yes okay I know oh that song, my god yes. i listened to it this morning when i was putting on my botas and it was so i just love that song and i wish i i wish we heard more from her i think she signed one of those contracts like jojo that got her bound in
0: yeah
1: um and i think and i know she released like other records and she's like doing acting now so she's fine but that was such a hot track that was great and i still listen to it now and i'm like this is going to be like one of those tracks that just like, you know the Tom Tom Club's Genius in Love, mm. Genius of Love, like in my boyfriend, my lovely boyfriend. Remember that? Yeah. It's like been 40 years since that came out and people that still sounds like it could have just been made yesterday. Yeah. I think I think um it's this one thing's going to be like one of those tracks. So I love Amory.
0: I love, um I love even though it's a hard time for the fandom right now because of her latest single, but Gaga, I mean I love Gaga.
1: That's a terrible single, but, right?
0: Ouch, that one hurt for the community to have to endure. Yeah. Um
1: It was bad.
0: I love her so much and I know that she can be like really off mark sometimes, but um like when she tweeted Fame is a prison. Um yeah. and then people were like, mm, prison's prison. Right. But go ahead. Um but I love her so much and I'm desperate. Hey guys, if any listeners out there have an in to her Vegas shows, you know. I will do anything, by which I mean very little,
1: to get tickets for that. And let's pray to Baphomet that Chromatica (laughs) is good, because I hate the name. I hate that name. I know. I hate it. But you know what? We still support it. And to this day, always support Gaga because of one performance. She's performed great many, many times. I like a lot of her songs. But she performed Fashion on like The Muppets Live with RuPaul. And it is one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. And I watch it once a week.
0: That's your... Favorite Gaga performance
1: Absolutely wow.
0: Mine is I still think this is An iconic moment In pop history People like I feel like Really slept on it Or for whatever But when she performed um, You and I At the VMAs And she was herself In drag <gasps> Do you remember this She no. came out In full drag As a man And did a whole monologue Before her thing About like Dating Lady Gaga And then She did her whole Entire performance As a man She also she- fell off The piano Which is my favorite part <laughs> it's incredible people like I was like this is a fr-, like if Britney Spears came out in like full and I don't mean like female drag I mean male drag came yeah. out as a dude and did her whole thing and like I mean come on so um, that's my favorite Gaga performance of all time but I do desperately want to yeah. see her you know God we're just all praying for chromatica I know I mean it's just say hello <laughs>
1: to the girl
0: then that I, I am, am.
1: <laughs> they always like I think it is like someone trains you to speak that way like it's yeah. the Justin Timberlake like it's gonna be me it's like you have to say like bay" and like yam you can't just say like am you know I am um, I am um, like it just doesn't sound good you have to be like yam like that's the only way it sounds someone
0: good. who makes me laugh is Megan Trainer because she and Ariana Grande are both um, white women who have um, started to sing and talk black
1: uh-huh. and Wait, so she- Megan started to do that.
0: And I understand it's like Megan's influences are a lot of, you know, like probably great black women, soul singers and stuff. But when people are like, Megan, talk about your new album. She's like, man, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, it's like, okay, girl. And Ariana Grande also has assumed that. But remember, lest we forget, remember when Christina Aguilera was speaking that way during her strip tour era when she, she had braids
1: yes and also and so much
0: tanner that she was doing brown face
1: she okay so she they were trying to also capitalize so she was like talking black right but then and they, puerto
0: uh, rican maybe Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: it was like i think she was Oh, she
0: was dating that latino guy you I know what i think
1: i figured it out she thought she was dominican yes <laughs> she <laughs> thought she was a black latina and it was very unsettling and because she's, like, half Ecuadorian but wasn't raised that, I think they were trying to capitalize her in the Spanish language market. Yes. And she sang great in terms of, like, learning the songs phonetically and stuff because she's a great singer. But I guess she thought, like, oh, I need to, like, look this one way. Um, when, of course, she – I don't think they realized, like, the Spanish me- Spanish language media is some of the most, like, colorist. Yeah, yeah. So, Honestly, looking blonde hair, blue eyed, perfect yeah. for them, which is problematic. But she like did this. Uh, I don't know. I think it was with like Lil Kim. She did like a a double. Uh, oh
0: yes, um, can't hold us down, a yes. female empowerment anthem, which I love. But it was like set in like the Bronx. Yes, and like she in New put York.
1: so much fake tanner, and she dyed yes. her hair pitch black, like as black as my hair. Yes, and she and then she gave an interview, and she said this in it. I think it was like some radio interview, and she was like, maybe it was Ryan Seacrest, and she was like. I don't know. I think just like my Latin size just coming out. I'm like, girl, (laughs) you dyed your hair and got a fake tan. Like what the fuck? That's
0: literally me like twice a year. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) But I do, I do like Christina Aguilera. And also it does. I, I liked, I liked when she finally like was like washed off the fake tan and was like, look, I look white And this is just how I look. And so now I'm going to just be a pinup person. Like that was height Christina. I know. She's never recovered. No, she was never. You know what it is? Christina had the voice, but she was never able to develop her own style. I think you're right. And so she just kind of always took a route of like Madonna-ing of like. She's like a
0: half step behind whatever is cool and happening now. And it never quite registers.
1: No, especially because. It takes more than just a really good voice to like have a successful music career, unfortunately. And I think if you do have a really good voice, you should actually be like a Celine Dion or an Adele where they're just like, I'm the voice. I'm yeah. gonna stand here in a gown, and you're gonna listen to me, and it's gonna be timeless. Because otherwise, you're just chasing ch- chasing trends. Yeah,
0: but you know? I do. I love her so much, and you know that she is. I it, seriously, because I remember hearing Sia in an interview say that, like, she was in recording sessions yeah. with her, and that when Christina's like opened her mouth to sing, that Sia was like, it was like it's literally like hearing God. Like she's so incredible. Yeah, and I've always been like, man, I would just love to be in a room with just do her doing an acoustic set. Yeah, um, but you know she's really good because. Um, Kobe's funeral had Beyonce and Christina are the two people who sang.
1: Yes, although Christina, I hate to criticize this uh, sorry to Kobe fans she was singing Ave Maria and that's not the song she should have been singing because Christina has a great voice but she doesn't have a classical voice and that song requires like an operatic voice so it didn't sound good. It actually sounded like there was something wrong with the mic because she was going so high and so soft you could kind of barely hear those high notes and I was just like Could they have given her just another song to sing that she could have just killed, like another really cool song? But she's great. Um, another one we have to go back to Amy. She just starts
0: singing Genie in a bottle. She's like I'm gonna sing this so loud they can hear it in heaven.
1: (laughs) Kobe, you're sorry Kobe kind of like a genie in a bottle. (laughs) Um I will come up with any excuse to sing at your funeral, just so you know. Oh, that's totally fine with me. You have permission (laughs) to do that. Um, Also, we have to go back to Amy because we kind of glided over her. Amy, she's coming up on 10 years that she's been dead. Next year will be 10 years. Um, What an incredible talent. There is no other voice. And honestly there's very, very few singers that have a voice that powerful and that unique because some singers have a really powerful voice but they kind of sound like maybe someone else even though it's a good voice. No one sounded like Amy.
0: She also was like, yeah, like bubblegum, like pop and like, all these styles are like in. I'm going to do like ja- like her right. own funky thing, which also shout out to Mark Ronson, who was like hugely
1: a huge yes. partner of and hers. Nas. and Nas. Nas helped her too. Yes.
0: And Mark Ronson somewhat lives in the n- neighborhood.
1: Oh, he sold his house. Oh, my God. It's an awful house. Damn it. Oh, my God. I saw it. It's still on realtor.com. He can't sell it because it's not great. And it's right on Las Feliz. Anyways, um, <sighs> hot, hot, Ronson. Hot, hot. <laughs> but anyways, um
0: <laughs> who was like when you were a teen? Yes. Who? What was a female that meant a lot to you? Nelly Furtado. Okay,
1: I love Nelly Furtado. Well, because when I saw the "I'm Like a Bird" video, does she not look Mexican in that video? Yeah, she just sure. looks, she looks Mexican. Looks very Latina. Yeah. yeah, but she's not. She's Portuguese, but from the Azores, which is like an island off the coast of North Africa. So I don't know. There's something going on there. <laughs> but um, she just had because she that came out in 2001. So this is hype, Britney, hype, Christina, hype, yeah. boy band. She just had such a fresh sound in 2001. That, like, album cover of her laying in the grass, the I'm Like a Bird, the Turn Off the Light, it was just such a fresh sound where she, like, brought in Brazilian, Portuguese influences. She brought in, like, Asian stuff, Middle Eastern music. It was just kind of like... And it got an amazing review, and it, the, the album went, like, multi-multi-platinum. And um, I've loved her ever since. And now she kind of just... she had a, She had her third album went... Uh, Loose, which is the one that Say It Right was on, which is a great song. Yeah, and then she did a few albums in like Spanish, and then like a folk album that that was like okay. But those are her two big ones. And then she kind of just went away and raised her daughter. And I was like, I really love that. You my know.
0: favorite Nelly Furtado moment Again I pr- it was probably VMAs It was when her and Tim Boleyn Had the song Promiscuous
1: Oh, That's my least favorite Nelly song It's the
0: best VMA speech of all time Because they go up And they're just like Hey I want to thank you Hey Tim I want to thank you For you know Getting me on the track Or whatever And he's like yeah And then they both go to leave And then Tim runs back to the mic And he goes Hey y'all And uh, make sure to wear a condom
1: <laughs> And it's like
0: obviously Their PR person was like Your song is really bad Influence on the youth Like go back out there And say
1: something I know, you
0: know?
1: yeah um, Oh also who oh. was
0: can I just say Yes Another VMA classic moment Fiona Apple Who also means a lot to me Yes She When she got her award And she was like Do you remember that speech no. Was it? I don't know if it was VMAs or Grammys She goes up and she goes I just want to say This world is bullshit She totally like Dramatic monologued And I, I was here for it
1: that is very funny. Also, we would not have Billy without Fiona's aesthetic coming first mm. because Fiona was like the mother aesthetic to Billy. Not that yeah. Billy copied her in any way. Billy's yeah. Billy Eilish is very original, but um, there is like with Fio- having Fiona there as as well as like Tori Amos and then Regina Specter, It kind of Regina a little bit off to the left, but I loved Regina. But Tori and and Fiona are they created this like genre for heroin addicted white women yeah. to like make like very quiet music that's actually really good. Yeah. I do like Billie a lot. Um but it's so weird she's so young. I know like we're talking about women, but it's like Billy is like child still. She's yeah. like, she's literally a child.
0: Yeah. But I do, I love her for just like, we've talked about her aesthetic before that she's like, no, I just wear sleeping bags. You don't get to like judge me. It is. It's hilarious. hilarious, I love her for that. Um,
1: Although we do have to, we do have to shout out, you know, who was doing the oversized thing way, way before Billy, like 25 years before Billy, mm -hmm. Missy elliot oh
0: yes shout out
1: now missy elliot is on another level of artistry in terms of her rap her writing and also her, her visuals, visuals her like
0: afrofuturistic yes videos. i was just at uh, at rachel's house on friday you missed yeah. it we were there and we were just um we were just watching music videos of like j-lo and missy elliot like the, all the 2000s ones yeah um and oh missy's so great and most importantly women supporting women missy elliot follows me on twitter what? Oh yeah. Did you Oh know yes, that? I remember this was <laughs> yes. a
1: huge this shook the comedy scene. It
0: was I mean it was epic. I am in her top thirteen thousand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Has she ever
0: liked a tweet? No. Did I ask to dance front row in her music video? Did I tweet at her yes?
1: <laughs> how wait, how did did she like a tweet originally and then follow you or she just followed? I you?
0: just got a notification one day that was like Missy Elliott follows you and I was like, What? And I'm sure that what happened was like her intern put on some like auto follow app to like auto engage and g- garner followers. Really? But to this day, Missy Elliott well, still follows maybe, me on Twitter. Maybe
1: she's just, I could see Missy's too big to fave. You know, she's not gonna right. fave a tweet. But I could see her scrolling through your tweets and thinking stuff was funny and then just like pressing follow, being like, this is the ultimate fave that I follow you. you I, know mean,
0: what I mean, I would love to think that. I don't, but Missy, if you're out there, I mean, let's collab.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? L. Franken once followed me and then I had to block him. <laughs>
0: Because he sexually harassed you?
1: <laughs> well, no, because he sexually harassed a, a women, and a w- I was like, "Well, I woman. can't have him." Well, that though, because he's a politician, was totally his intern. That, that was not Al franklin
0: Hilarious. So you know he had a gay intern.
1: Oh yeah, it's for your- sure. It, and it was like early on in comedy. So you know, I was just tweeting about anal douching. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: Yeah. What a power follow. But to this day, I mean, that's the only follower that matters. And um, I love her so much. I was thinking about back to high school. Um, Tina Fey meant everything to me.
1: And you're kind of like the blonde Tina Fey. The first time I saw you back in like 2011 when I was 19, um, I was like, oh my God, she has like a Tina Fey aesthetic. And I thought you were so funny.
0: I think it's because I was wearing glasses at the time. And I also kind of had a blaze. Can I tell you?
1: No, but you're also not like... uh, No, I know. I take it as a compliment. You seemed calm on stage and confident. And you didn't seem like you were going like, not that there's anything wrong with what I'm about to do, but you weren't just like, oh, And then guys are just always like, oh, oh." and it's like, what the hell? Ladies, like, you know what I mean? You weren't like that um you were just kind of like um the C's racist right <laughs> and, and everyone was like yeah
0: i um oh i just i loved her i like i love amy and maya rudolph wonderful oh, yeah. anna Gasteyer. also sherry O'Terry is a queen like all the women of snl
1: molly shannon molly shannon remember her in superstar where she was like they like dream about being in like a fashion vogue interview about being like they go, like, supermodel documentary hour. And then it's, like, Molly doing a flawless, like, model British accent. And she's just, like, it's, like, me, Christine, Naomi, you know, um, just, like, running out through the streets of Paris. And it's just, like, some of the most gorgeous girls in the world raising hell. Just total, <laughs> utter insanity. And it's just hilarious. Like, Molly just does so many characters. And she's, she has the dream career because... Everyone knows who she is, but she's not so famous where it's like, she's not like Beyonce famous or Nicki Minaj famous where it's like they just can't, can't their live lives their life, are just yeah. not the same anymore. Yeah. Molly can like do normal stuff. Everyone knows who she is and she just consistently works. I don't think she's ever been out of a job.
0: Her Julia Sweeney, shout out.
1: Julia Sweeney's album, God Said Ha from 1997 was part of influencing me doing stand-up. I love the album because it's about how her brother died of cancer. Her gay brother died of cancer mm. and it is so fucking funny and so sad at the same time um she was getting huge laughs on a regular basis while also talking about her brother dying of cancer because her whole family moved down from washington into her house in west hollywood and the house was a one bedroom that she bought for herself with her snl money oh my god and but of course she had to like let them because they were all like here like how at cedar sinai with her brother dying of cancer and it was like her doing that made me realize you could talk about serious subjects mm. and also be absolutely wickedly hilarious doing it
0: you yeah know? I love um I love all those women so like I was thinking of like who did i like like when I was in high school, who I looked up to, you know, yeah. and it was like I—I I enjoyed, like, yeah, in the 18s, of course. Um, I enjoyed, like, okay, I loved Britney for like the pop fun, but like in terms of like women, I just like adored, like, it was. My ent- <laughs> <hanging out. laughs> Guys, see episode one um, for my Britney Spears impression. But
1: can you do it again? Please? <laughs> I
0: have to bleep it. <laughs> She's like, y'all, my pussy's hanging out. <laughs> Guys, like, again, yeah, don't listen, mom, don't listen to this. Um. But, uh, yeah, I loved her so much. In college, I loved M.I.A.
1: Oh, M.I.A. was amazing. If
0: you guys haven't seen her documentary, try to see it however you can. It's so freaking amazing. Yeah. It is. She is so badass. She is, like, truly, I mean, not that, like, you know, from what I understand, like, Nicki Minaj, like, she went to, like, performing arts high school and she Mm -hmm. was kind of, like, whatever. Like, M.I.A. is, like, yeah, my dad was full on, like, running, like, guns and training us to be, like, counterculture. Yeah. Like, um
1: terrorist or not however you say it Um, yeah because she she's from Sri Lanka and her her dad and her uncles were part of the Tamil Tigers right so it's a rebel movement yeah Um, and then she became a refugee and uh, like in London town yeah and then like learned English when she was eight um, in in England and um, and
0: was like living in projects which is where like a lot of Jamaican immigrants were which Mm -hmm. is
1: where she got
0: her kind of dance hall sound yes and all that stuff and to this day I mean, Paper Planes is, like, one of the best, like, pop songs of all
1: time. It's great. But I love... I was the kid in junior high who was listening to Arular.
0: Oh, yes. R. I yes. love her first album. Love it so much. Okay.
1: But do you remember before Paper Planes came out, when it was just Lar? it was like you were either a person... And I know I'm going to sound pretentious, but hey. Um, <laughs> you either got it or yeah. you didn't... <laughs> You were either a person who knew who M.I.A. was or you didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then as soon as Paper Planes hit, it was like everyone fucking knew who she yeah.
0: was. Yeah, No, I was on her first album, too. Yes. And to be honest, it, it was like, oh, probably like 07. So I'm like, how did I even find it? You know, no, what? it was
1: before that. It was 05, 05 when, yeah. she, when it came out. So I was yeah. like, how
0: did I know? But God, I loved her so much.
1: Um, I was just so excited because my sisters, they're the ones who introduced me to like 90s rap and hip hop. Um, So it was always them introducing me to music like that was like cool. But of course, they were like, yeah, we've been listening to this since like 94, bitch, right? Um, But M.I.A. was like the first like rapper that was very different than normal rap, right? Yeah. That I introduced them to that they liked as like adult women. And then when Paper Planes hit, they were like, oh, my God, you knew about someone before we did. And then they became a big hit. And then I got like major cool points because that, and I was like 13. I was like, yeah,
0: I was I was like that with. M.I.A. and Amy, both of those. I had Amy's first album. Frank. And in fact, I bought Back to Black before it was released in the U.S. I had to pay like for an import version. I swear I paid like $45 for Back we're to Black. S-
1: we're such hipsters. Still worth it. We knew about it. <laughs> No, I was actually a late comer to Amy. Like I liked Amy during Back to Black. That's the first time I heard of her. But I really didn't become a diehard fan until the year she died.
0: Mm. What do you think she would be doing if she were alive? That's what I go. I can't even imagine like what...
1: I think she would honestly continue to make a really great like uh, soul R and B music with different influences, and I think she'd she'd be doing great, you know. Um, also, let's talk about um, I do have appreciation for Alanis and how fucking successful Jagged Little Pill was. Crazy. And also her new. Have you seen her new single?
0: Um, reasons why I drink. Oh <laughs> <my God. laughs>
1: That is an amazing Alanis, (laughs) and that is literally, and I clicked on it, and as soon as I heard her being like reasons why I drink I was like that is the most Alanis thing I've ever Absolutely. heard in my fucking life
0: these are the reasons why I drink <laughs> she um, I am fascinated by her I think we've talked about this before but like that she's like not sending her child to any sort of school he's like being like free schooled and she is very much she like has had a podcast for a while where she would like interview a lot mm-hmm. of like naturopath kind of like yeah um, experts or whatever but she is I do love her and also I mean married to a white rapper what mm-hmm and I think his name is like Soul Eye or something. Jesus
1: fucking Christ. Let me see. What's his name? That's so 90s. I don't think Alanis knows it's not the 90s anymore. <laughs> A white rapper? Come on.
0: His name is Soul Eye. Yeah.
1: That's absolutely um, devastating. And he's
0: like the Macklemore of... <laughs>
1: Let's move on from Alanis. I, oh, I'm, I was super into, um, in high school, Julieta Venegas. I don't know who that is. You don't know who that is? Mm -mm. Okay. She's basically like, um, this is the only person that I could kind of compare her to, but she's better than this person. She's like the Sarah Bareilles of Mexico. Okay, cool. But way before Sarah Bareilles. Now people did compare Julieta to Alanis. No, it's, it's more poppy than that. um, and, like, growing up, like, I loved her, um, her album, C, si, which was her in a wedding dress. And then I love, my favorite album of hers is uh, Limón y Sal. And it's, like, her in front of, like, Greenery. And she has, like, salt all over her hands. And she just, like, sings folky Mexican pop music. Like, um, like uh, Lento. She sings Me Voy. She says Algo está cambiando. Like, she sings a lot of just this, like, mexican folk girl pop basically um and she plays her own instruments um but as a boy who was like masquerading as straight it was like very like gay like tan gay to Mm. like be in high school and be listening so it was julieta venegas unfortunately she was the one who like i'd be walking through like one of the many five high schools i went (laughs) to and i would like turn down the music because i didn't want any of the other latino boys to hear to um to hear them like uh, hear the music in my headphones of like Julieta Venegas going like um lástima like like all that type of stuff and um and but now I just blare it, you know? Um but I'll show her some of uh show I'll show you some of her stuff. It's great. I just love her. I just think that oh she was also born in Long Beach. Mm but uh, to mexican parents but was raised in tijuana and then like crossed the border every day to go to high school oh wow yeah so she didn't actually obtain her mexican citizenship until she was like in her 20s but of course she's mexican and grew up there um and but everyone in mexico and in pretty much the 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 latin american world knows who julieta benegas is in fact it was like a running joke on the recent season of la casa de las flores um, which is that Netflix soap opera um, is set in Mexico. And like, they ha- they run like a drag bar and one of the drag queens, you know, they all impersonate a woman, right? Yeah. As part of the show. So uh, one of them does Shakira, one of them does J-Lo, one of them does Thalia, all the pop girls. And then one of them comes in and was like, I want to do Julieta Venegas. And they're like, you can't do that. She just like sits there with a guitar and like in a sundress. Like you oh can't, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like not a drag thing. So she did that and like the joke, the running joke was that like every time she would go on, they would just like lose money and because it's so boring. It's so boring. <laughs> it's like she's. The, what's fun about that type of music is when they're act is to see them sing and play. Right. But if you're like lip syncing to them and yeah. you're not really doing much, you just can't do that, you know. But Julieta, I absolutely love. Who do you love?
0: Um, right now we're both. You introduced me to Rosalia.
1: Oh, Rosalia. Who we just
0: can't even get... It. Guys, if you're not on the Rosalia train.
1: On the Rosalia train. Yo senti como That's all we can sing. Okay,
0: um, That
1: was good. Thank you. Th- thank flamenco. you. Um, flamenco. is so hard to sing. Flamenco
0: hip hop pop, like, amazing chick. She's popping off. You, I mean, you know, she you, she doesn't need our help, but, you know, we love to support her.
1: Yeah, I love Rosalia. I want to see her
0: live. Yes. Um, best concert I ever went to, I got to see Adele, like, floor seats. Whoa. She was, like from us and she was so great and so um it it felt like you were at with your girlfriends yeah singing Adele karaoke like literally when she sang someone like you she came out to the like top of the um to the like catwalk or whatever we were all running over she's like in this like black thing she's like touching people's hands she like talks between I like when I like when artists talk between songs I hate when they go on and they're just like thank you for coming and then they play their whole album and they go have a good night Uh, like I hate that yeah, she's she was like, oh, we went bowling. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> no, but isn't it She's I,
0: like all oh, this so many people that was not her at all. I don't no, know what that actually
1: but was. I have heard from like yeah. my boyfriend that some people I think I don't know if, if he's seen Adele live, but that like she would talk so much people would be like, okay, next yes, song. People girl. were
0: annoyed, but I love I mean, it's like, you know, that's what you want. But it was so great when she was singing someone like you. We were all like she was. She was having as much fun as anybody else. And you know how some artists are like, please don't sing along with me. Yeah. Ani DeFranco's kind of like that. Yeah, Like she's like, mm, they're my songs, not yours. But Adele was just Girl, like, get putting the like mic to us and everything. And it was just like, so, so freaking fun. Yeah, And I loved her too, because she isn't a dance person. You know, she really was just like, I sit, I stand here and I sing. Yeah. And I talk, talk about my son.
1: <laughs> talk about my son. Um, I also, who else, who else, who else? Oh, I want to throw it back. Yeah. And I want to um, sh- do a shout out to a Miss Ima Sumac. Do you oh, know any I, Ima Sumac? I don't
0: really. I know the name, but I don't really know that.
1: Peruvian Exotica Extraordinaire. Okay. She took over the world in the 50s and 40s. Ooh. And she's from Peru. Um, that's her stage name, Ima Sumac. She has a much more traditional name. I don't remember what her true name is, but the world knows her as Ima Sumac. And she's just this like a lady from Peru who was known for her like soprano voice and people would would it's it's so unique that her draw at the time was that people needed to go see her live because people, they would bill her as like divine and un, and like unhuman in terms mm. of her voice because her soprano was so amazing. And she sang in a mixture of Spanish and Quechua and English, mm. right? And so she, of course, created this fake myth, um, m- mysticism and myth around her, which was so smart, like business-wise, that she was the descendant of a Quechua princess oh nice in peru and of course she wasn't an indigenous peruvian woman she was mestiza so she's like indigenous and spanish but um of course that like blew up she was known for wearing these intricate humongous gowns like mcqueen like p- level gowns like
0: quinceanera level oh more than like like,
1: <laughs> like the like her gowns now would be haute couture, like high fashion oh, right. you could barely walk in gowns right and standing there and singing and then like um doing a lot of top movement like rib cage movement because that's all she could yeah. move <laughs> and but her gowns were so beautiful that that was part of the attraction too as well as her voice and she loved to experiment with her voice and sound like witchy and monstrous, and then go up into like an oh, like. No. And I played her for you and Chris, and you guys absolutely didn't like her; it turned her off. <laughs> um, but I yeah, um, I played Babalu for you. Um, but her uh, probably people know her it, uh, best f- um, if you don't, if you if you're not into like Spanish exotica, Spanish language exotica. Um, From the lip sync between Jinx Monsoon and Detox in season Mm. five. Um, I think it was Bo Mambo or Mambo number five. Oh, yeah. That was uh, the song that they lip synced to, which was hard because. Most most of it's in English, but some of it's in Spanish. And like neither of those white girls could speak Spanish. Um, and it's the song that Detox got eliminated on, which was great because Ima was a weirdo and Jinx is a weirdo. Mm. So it was great that Jinx won the lip sync. But because I, I guarantee you Jinx knew who Ima was because she's such a weirdo, you definitely yeah. know. But Ima gives me nostalgia because... Um, I listened to nothing but Ima in my first year of standup. And I would drive around in my friend Lydia's Cadillac and go to different mics with her. And we would just Blair Ima Sumac and then go back to my parents' house and drink beer in the backyard. And that was my first year of stand up.
0: Oh, that's cute. I know. I love.
1: Yeah. And, and Lydia's bit was to put on a beard on stage and take out her flute and then pretend to jack off her flute. <laughs> so she stopped doing standup. But I am still here.
0: Still standing. Still strong. Still standing, strong. yeah. Speaking of stand ups, um, I want to shout out Elaine Boozler, oh, yeah. who is an iconic female stand up. She's like from the 80s. She was like Andy Kaufman's girlfriend, which is mm-hmm. not her credit. She's so viciously funny um, and still around. I want to see her like live. Yeah. But she's like an OG and was like, did not hide being feminine, mm-hmm. but wasn't like hacky about it. Like, just and like at the boom of like 70s, 80s, 90s, like, stand-up right. comedy so just shout out to her and maria bamford of course oh as yes stand-up influences
1: yes um what about angela bassett
0: yes i mean just for what's
1: love got to do with it
0: what an iconic you know yeah
1: and one of my favorite quotes from american horror story season three she goes that's good hair but that's a wig <laughs> and i was like oh my god so now me and my boyfriend say that about everyone <laughs> that is obviously wearing a wig
0: <laughs> the uh i was trying to think of like who okay like Oh, oh, I also just the writer, Elizabeth Gilbert, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, which everybody gives a shit for, but she's mm-hmm. like an incredible, very inspiring, um, kind of self-helpy person. And I love her in the net. She's very much about like, do not be bound to like what you think you're supposed to do as a woman and not mm-hmm. in this, like we're braver and powerful. Like, no, she's literally like, you don't want kids. You don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Your marriage isn't working out. You leave it and you go to Italy and eat pizza. Oh. And I just love that That's message. Amazing. And, um, yeah I just she's like one of my queens also Queen Elizabeth the original
1: yeah um, shout out to her speaking of Eat Pray Love Viola Davis
0: oh yeah yeah, who yeah. is so
1: underused in so many movies she's such a like it's so unfair like that scene in Eat Pray Love where like Julia Roberts like kind of disrespects Viola Davis and I'm like Julia I, I like you but you need to get out you need to get the fuck out and, and it's then Vi- go watch
0: Get Out and school yourself about
1: well <laughs> it's just like Viola Davis is too good for some of the most of the parts yeah. that she's getting because she gets supporting parts, but she's a magnificent actress. And hearing about her story, how she grew up on a former plantation and was so poor, sometimes after school and junior high, she would like get dirty pizza from the trash. Mm. And her first gig on Broadway, where she was like a supporting character, she felt like she had made it. Mm. And it was like she is, she's someone who, when you talk about paying dues, that woman had talent from the jump. Yeah. And paid so much juice. Actually, Kathy Griffin in her book, shout out to Kathy Griffin, love Kathy Griffin. Yeah, um, talked about Viola Davis. So Kathy Griffin used to get hired to do these readings for like big films, and of course they don't hire the actors who do yeah. the readings. Viola Davis was one of the readers for like some of the biggest films. And oh, wow. they were just using her as a reader. Wow, can you fucking believe that?
0: I love her. Yeah, she's I mean, I love, amazing. I love. Um, side note just because I was listening to her podcast to Oprah well because you're talking about like growing up poor and also like the level of trauma that Oprah has had mm-hmm. and what she's done with it and like talked about public is just people give her shit and I'm like dude she was like sexually abused and mm-hmm. had a baby who died when she was like 14 yeah like people don't know like it, was crazy mm-hmm. and what she's done and her power like she's an incredibly powerful woman mm-hmm. those are women i'm like increasingly attracted to and interested in is women who are like not just like sit in positions of power like oh i'm a you know ceo of a board but like women who have a very just powerful spirit yeah and kind of like are very headstrong or very um like um just very inspiring and have a very strong, she just seems to have a very strong sense of like knowing who she is mm-hmm. and it's very unbreakable and yes. I'm so, so inspired by that and honestly, I was thinking the other day, I was like, just like when Kobe died or whatever, I was like, oh my God, like Oprah's gonna die and Beyonce's gonna die and I those know. are like two very powerful like females I who I was like, I don't want to live in a world without, <laughs> it's dumb, but it is it's It's just that we want our leaders and our like inspiration, you know, especially, figures, yeah. I'm like, we kind of talked about it, I feel like in the, in our last episode with Robin, but I'm very overall the messaging of like, you can do it too, girlfriend, even though you're like a little, like it's just, I'm, I'm yeah. t- kind of tired of it. It seems a little bit infantilizing and like yeah. condescending. So I like, I just like women who are just doing their thing and not like, sure it's an issue but they're just like so what i'm still gonna do it i right. respect mad respect to isa ray too i was
1: yeah. thinking about
0: her in terms of like content creating and just yeah. like i'm gonna make the web series i want and it's gonna do great and now i'm gonna be like a beast of a yeah like powerhouse producer and everything
1: um yeah isa Rae, is, Rae is absolutely kind of like every young writer comedian actresses like model someone who's definitely marginalized um, success story like you want to be like oh my god I want a career like Issa Rae you yeah. know what I mean yeah. also Anime Mae Wong the first Asian American um, uh, star in Hollywood fourth generation Chinese American back in the 20s grew up near Olvera Street oh, like wow. blocks away from it she never got her due she lost out um, parts to white actresses all the time, even when the role called for an Asian actress. Mm. People like played her parts, played Asian parts in Yellowface, and she lost out to them. But she did indie. She was one of the earliest like um, pioneers of the independent film movement because mm. it was an independent film where she could be more than just the seductive, the seductress, Asian temptress or the dragon lady. Yeah. So it was an indie films here, the early um, American indie films that she did some of her best work, and then. Um, because even though she was fourth generation Chinese American, she went to the Chinese school in Chinatown. Um, and so she spoke fluent Chinese, so she was able to become like a huge star in Asia. And people didn't in Asia know the concept of like Asian American. So she truly was like one of the first Asian American international movie stars. And she like died super young in Santa Monica when she was like in her 50s. It, it was like really sad. She had like a heart problem or something. Mm. But she, her career, like look her up. Most people forgot about her because she her heyday was like 20s, 30s. But she is truly like she's an OG person um also Frida Kahlo Mm -hmm. I do have to say that because even though she's so mentioned Frida Kahlo like growing up as like a queer Mexican person when you see like this like bisexual hairy woman who painted herself and like put monkeys in her her paintings to stand for like a sexuality with other women, and and you just hear about her freewheeling life in like nineteen twenties Mexico. Like you're just kind of like, oh my god, like, there's... who is this bitch? Well, like, yeah, but truly. she she made she gave depth to. Um, Mexican and Latino culture that I think before was much more saturated by just machismo. Yeah. She gave a feminine strength to it. And she loved to paint indigenous women. Speaking of indigenous women, Leela Downs, Oh, yeah. up her singing, Fallaste Corazon, makes me cry every time. She's half um, mixtec and Yalitza Paricio from Roma.
0: Oh, Yalitza. Yeah,
1: who had Shout to endure out. all those fucking Fresa novella actors uh, complaining Being that she got an Oscar nomination? Total
0: little assholes. I'm looking up yeah. her name because I don't want to just like say this. I truly want to find her name. Um, do you watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel?
1: No. Um, not my that's thing.
0: okay. Season four, there's like a plot line that's set in like Chinatown, and mm-hmm. there's an Asian actress on there who is so good. I love her character. It's like such a kind of like. Subversion Like in no way Is it stereotypical She plays yeah. it so well um, And I truly want to Look up her name Right now because um she deserves it and i even was like sometimes i want to like tweet at people but i don't want to be like weird or seem like i'm being like rant, you know yeah um okay
1: well, let me see here oh while you're doing that also let's just quickly mention aoc alexandria ocasio cortez oh yeah
0: stephanie um hsu i'm sorry i don't know how to pronounce it it's probably like she or something i don't know um that's her name stephanie H- what's the last name hsu
1: hsu Uh huh. is it sue like just maybe maybe i don't know whatever
0: the um pronunciation is she's freaking awesome. she gave awesome. a good performance she's so great yeah she's like notably good and that also is attributed to good writing too for that mm-hmm. when creating that character but she's really really nice um i'm trying to think of other alexandria ocasio cortez oh yes of course yeah she came into AOC. our life yeah
1: and also for someone who's not fluent in spanish learning enough Spanish to help people who, like, you know, remember that, like, televised trial where she was speaking in Spanish to the woman whose um, uh, child died mm-hmm. in the border? And it's, like, this girl just not being afraid of being criticized for not knowing Spanish and really just, like, getting in there and also getting elected um, and really uh, uh, running a grassroots campaign where she was standing at, like, train stations in Queens yeah. handing out flyers, like that is someone who truly is anti-establishment and still rose up the ranks like it is absolutely I love her when you hear about her story it's crazy because most of these people who start grassroots they don't get elected it's very hard you know
0: she's also it's like I love she's our age she's like our generation bartender so wonderful uh,
1: customer service person as my
0: boyfriend said she's so pretty and not even just politician pretty (laughs) yeah
1: Oh, she's gorgeous. And it's always what matters. Yeah.
0: She loves a red lip. She does a style. Like, um, no, she is really, like, young women like that are just so, oh, like, what a godsend. And also because, God bless them, like, the amount of hate you have to, like, endure is yeah. so un-freaking real yeah. that, like, you kind of just it's like you are like called to battle, yeah. you know, you're like, I didn't choose this, but I guess this is like what well, my life is now because every part of your life is like under scrutiny. Yeah. Also the woman who like came forward about Brett Kavanaugh doctor oh, again, I forget her name. God bless her. I literally wrote a, like, um, you could send like cards of encouragement mm-hmm. to her. Um, and they were like at an undisclosed whatever location. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to like look up her name too, because, she uh, should be mentioned. Yeah. Christine Blasey Ford, shout out oh, for what you did. And it's that thing up to where you're like, is this worth it? Like, why would I do that? You know? Yeah. But I mean, my God, God bless. And also, Elizabeth Warren, I know people have all these feelings. What she freaking, when she took down Bloomberg, I mean, that was like delicious. And also, in that debate, whatever you care about, like, you cannot say that that was not fucking badass. Yes.
1: And also, um I didn't vote for Elizabeth Warren. I have my reservations about her, but it is true. If she were a man, she would have been, she would have collected more delegates. And also just know that when you look at the delegates, Bloomberg has 41 and she has 40. But remember, she actually had 61. But because she didn't qualify for some bullshit, you know, all those bullshit rules, they actually took 21 of her delegates and redistributed it to the other candidates, including Bloomberg. So just know she actually got 61 and he got 41. So just know that it was a weird distribution thing. So she got more than it led on. Um, I hope she endorses Bernie but either way I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, like good stuff from her yeah you know
0: also Ruth Bader Ginsburg oh, shout God. out shout out to Gloria Steinem um, Stacey
1: Abrams from Georgia oh yeah uh, shout out to Stacey oh, yeah. Abrams who is my dream ticket to actually run with Bernie but I know that there's no way that's right, gonna yeah. happen because she's way too far left um, but that is Jonathan Sertha Riles yeah. dream <laughs> ticket is a Stacey Abrams <laughs> Bernie Sanders ticket um,
0: and mine is Bernie Sanders Trixie Mattel <laughs> <Just kidding>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh also shout out to India Moore Because I just cannot oh, get yeah. a, enough of her In post. her performances her, are so good She's
0: so pretty it's like Painful yes. Some women are you're just like oh my god she, she does not have a bad angle She's so effortlessly beautiful She's one of those girls that like Puts like a no makeup selfie when she's like you know on vacation And wherever and yeah. it's like oh,
1: Bitch And also so my fave my absolute fave latina mas latina Gia gun Gia Gunn. <laughs> spanish speaking <laughs> Japanese American Gina Gunn. and she's absolutely so talented. and just my favorite thing about her is how rebellious she is. and just her quote from the most recent all stars, I think it was, well, what, what, what do you
0: think you... you're gonna do? no, no, it was, no um, what was it?
1: Well, what you want to do isn't necessarily what you're gonna do. (laughs) Which literally before she said it, before she said it, Katie, I had already thought it. Which shows how fucking rebellious and petty and anti-establishment she is. But honestly, as a trans woman, especially in drag, it's like, it makes sense that you're like that, that you yeah. don't give a fuck about what anyone thinks. I watched her on the switch, which is a Chilean drag show. She's speaking fluent Spanish, reading the judges yeah. because they had critiques for her performance. And she came in on an elephant and she was literally <laughs> critiquing them in Spanish. That's saying, how I
0: will be coming into my stand up special. I, I never thought of an elephant, elephant entrance.
1: It was absolutely amazing. That's so funny. Yeah.
0: Can we shout out some um, queer women who are like, I mean, just because this song's been on my rotation. Melissa Etheridge, Loving. Come to my
1: window. Yeah, no, that um, one.
0: but I'm the only one to walk across the fire with Ooh, yeah, yeah, you. yeah, That yeah. was a banger. Katie Tunstall, she was the big black horse in the cherry tree. She was, uh, I Tracy, think she's... Tracy her. Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. What is
1: it? Is it... Um You got a fast car. Uh, I got a ticket to anywhere.
0: If you want Katie drunk and crying, just put on fast car. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of other, uh, of course, I mean, we talked about Margaret Cho.
1: Oh, Margaret Cho's amazing.
0: Um, We'll always talk about Margaret
1: Cho because she's like one of, she's the biggest comedic influence for me. The biggest. Yeah. Sarah Silverman. I love Sarah Silverman. And also shout out to Kathy Griffin holding up Donald Trump's head. I'm very proud of you for that, honestly. I, I Another I, person,
0: the level of hate, I cannot believe. And like, believe. it will go down in history of how targeted she was. Yeah. Like,
1: unfucking real I, When I first saw it, I went, cute, and just kept scrolling. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it.
0: <laughs> you didn't plan a death, her death? No, I <laughs> thought she had
1: said much more, like, risky things in her stand-up than yeah. that fucking, um... Uh,
0: she is one on. Uh, I have um, I can say this Because I am a woman um, As a woman who sat In many people's Stand up special tapings <laughs> Including yours um, I have been to your I've been in the audience And gotten airplay I guess <laughs> In yours Out on stage In Kathy Griffin's special Really? Um, she shot it at a Pechango Casino Like maybe like Seven, eight, nine years yeah. ago Um And other such um, Things and specials But uh, Yeah, love her um, Spice Girls Shout out to Spice Girls Yeah Um who else other I mean I'm gonna think of a million more I
1: think we should actually end on just Michelle Obama
0: absolutely
1: she did not ask she didn't ask for this (sighs) she did not ask
0: for any of this I don't think she ever wanted this she didn't she full-on told him she even told her if you guys don't know this is what I didn't know this yes she has the number one selling memoir of all time more than his good good for her she is such a freaking I heard her on Oprah. I I listened to her autobiography, but I also heard her on Oprah's recent podcast. They all, she's, she's on there like twice a year. She's She's a self-made woman. She's attorney. Incredibly like also she, he was her intern. She is like, what? Yes. I that's how they that? met. Oh my God. He was her intern, oh, so her like hot. little summer associate ah. intern at the law firm. That's so fucking hot. And she is so mm. amazing. I so dignified, so mm. stylish. So like, I love to see a woman who's like aging, gracefully and is like getting more and more powerful and like is so sexy and like hot and i love that they she probably
1: bossed him around and he was eager because you know he was (laughs) ambitious but he was cute and tall you know what i mean oh my god and he respected her and was like yeah i'll do that and she's like and then do this and then do that and then he did it and she was probably like hmm that is so hot.
0: We, um, I went to Chicago with Crystal Adams. Shout out to episode mm, eight, nine. Um, yeah. And we went to the south side because we were like, we just wanted that Obama energy, you know? <laughs> and we were like, we literally, I we, whatever we did, we like got out and we were just like, we just feel it around. Like, we're like, oh, I wonder where they are. And we full on, literally, we were like on a street corner and we were like, God, do you think they're around? And then we like look down and there's a plaque and it says, this is where Michelle and Obama had their first date at this Baskin Robbins. And it's like, in, it's so cute. It's this like little like stone plaque and it's in front of the Baskin Robbins on this little corner. Yeah. And we literally were like, saw it and we were just like squealing to each other. Um, But I, I think you're so right. She is like the woman you want to be. She's so like reasonable yeah. and dignified. And he is too. And I also like that they have like, um, their dom sub relationship no <laughs> um, but I like that they're very like seemingly passionate and in love with each yeah. other and that is something like I mean I, I can't imagine any other president having sex ever other than yeah. I guess Clinton
1: but, but I can imagine them because
0: they're like so uptight yes. but um they are just so freaking great yeah. and like God, I just love her. Those and, boots. And
1: she doesn't want to be president, and that is the reason, one of the many reasons why she would be the perfect president. It's a right. weird catch-22, because she doesn't want absolute power. Yeah. She wants to actually genuinely do good in the world, and that's why she would be the perfect president. It's like, only in a dream world would Michelle Obama be president. Um and I hope that world comes true.
0: They also said, like in her book, she said that um, two things, that every time he ran an election, he was like, this is my last, she was all like, this is your last one, This, you know, because it like the toll it takes. Yes. And then with president, he was like, he was like, can I run for president? Like basically it was like, he oh needed her God. blessing. And I, then, the and then, look,
1: imagine the look she gave him.
0: I know. And, I turned and, to stone. and she literally said, I said yes because I knew he would never be president because he's black. And then she was like, son of a... (laughs) because like. <laughs> she hated it like the toll it took of on course. the family and like they really did sacrifice so much um, <clears throat> I love that and then she also
1: and post presidency Michelle is the best Michelle because she was she she out of that position she was able to actually be a little bit more herself yeah because you're so bound by the office yeah you know and
0: she I mean? can be a little bit sassier but also yeah. I just love that she also made intentional things like even in her fashion people are obsessed with that but it's like she would literally wear like a Target shirt one day J Crew the next mm-hmm. like 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 a designer, like Christian Siriano, like she would cycle through. She had great style. She's just so like elegant and stylish. Um, But Michelle Obama, we love you so much and what you've done.
1: And on that (sighs) note, um, this was just been... A Gush Fest hostful episode. Yes. Um,
0: say Tell a woman in your life that you love her and yeah. tell her why.
1: And we'll have more um, women guests later on. Listen to next week's episode, and we love you guys so much.
0: Living glam, living rap, living with Jonathan and Katie. Katie.